Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host Shravan. We've got Tyrone over in Melbourne. Hey everyone, you're over in New York. NYC, New York City. Yes, that's Home right. Home of the Doctor Strange. Home of the Doctor Strange, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, also called the Big Apple. Mm. For I, I looked this up yesterday, you know why it's called the Big Apple? Some horse racing thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, some horse racing. I thought it was, you know, maybe because Manhattan, I don't know, it looked like a weird apple or something, but no, it's not. And it doesn't look like, I guess it's an island, but not really. Uh, Off topic, though, because we're going to be talking about the Doctor Strange, um, in particular Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I always stuff this title up. Like, I I always get the words, like, in the wrong order, but I, I got it right then, right, in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Yeah, so uh, my most anticipated movie of this year, actually. Uh, was it yours as well? Uh, I think you said something else from memory. Yeah, Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously that lived up to your expectations. Yeah, uh, exceeded it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was my most anticipated movie. So um, I think I said Thor. I yes. can't remember. You might have said, um, what's Afterthought? What's the other Marvel movie this year? Black Panther. Is there another one? Maybe Black Black Panther. Yeah, Black Panther was this year, right? And um, no, there was also, uh, I think you might have said a a, um, DC movie. I think you might. Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which isn't even coming out this year anymore. Oh, did it get delayed? Yeah, it's coming out next year. Ah, that's a shame because uh, it could have been another multiverse movie that we reviewed this year. But um, 
Yeah, so let's let's get into this movie. So as usual for our reviews of com- comic book movies, we'll do a bit of background on the movie itself. Then we'll talk about uh, the comic book origins of uh, one of the characters in the movie. In this case, it will be Doctor Strange because we haven't actually ever talked about his origins in the comics. And uh, then we'll get into our thoughts spoiler-free on the movie. Uh, and that's important because uh, there's a lot to discuss in terms of spoilers for this movie, but we have a dedicated spoiler section later in the review, and we'll clearly indicate once we get into that section where we will be talking full spoilers. And in this case, it's going to be a series of questions. It's going to be a bit of a Q&A. I've got the questions. Apparently, you've got the answers. So let's... Yep, I've let's, got all the answers. <laughs> so let's see how that goes. Uh, okay, so background on the movie. So... It's directed by Sam Raimi. So this is his first movie that is directed since Oz. Do you remember that movie with like James Franco? Yeah. 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 So that came out in 2013. So it's almost been 10 years since a movie's come out uh, directed by Sam I think he's done short films. Yes. He did like that TV show on Quibi as well. Oh, yes. Yes. That's Mm. right. Yeah. Uh, But in terms of theatrical movies- this is his first, and then obviously his first uh, comic book-related movie since Spider-Man 3. Uh, okay, so that, that's about Sam Raimi. Uh, an in- interesting thing about this is Scott Derrickson, who was the, the director of the first Doctor Strange movie, he was initially meant to direct this movie, uh, and it was initially meant to be like a, a horror movie, uh, like a full-on horror movie. Uh, there are elements of horror in this movie, but um, due to creative differences, he left this project and then they got Sam Raimi on later. But the scripting and all of that was already done. So in terms of kind of what's meant to happen in this movie, I think that was already locked down a little bit. And then Sam Raimi came on. So we'll talk about that when we get into our thoughts. Obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch is back as Doctor Strange. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is in this. So Wanda is in this movie. Uh, it is as much a sequel to all of the movies in Marvel uh, as it is to the WandaVision TV show. So we'll also talk about that. Uh, there's a new character introduced in this movie, America Chavez. Uh, she is played by, and I'm going to butcher this because I really don't know how to pronounce this. I think it's Churchill. Uh, it's It's... Spelt X O C H I T L. So, uh, sorry if I mispronounce that, but uh, Churchill Gomez uh, plays her character. And, um, you know, I definitely in- mispronounced it. I think it's Chochiti. Chochitl? Chochit? Yeah, let's yeah. leave that one. Yes. Let's just, yeah, let's just move on. Well, when, when you Before interrupted me, I thought it. I thought you knew how to pronounce it, so I was like, "Oh, okay, you you actually know." Nah, but I no. don't. But <laughs> what you said was incorrect. <laughs> okay, you know that I'm wrong, but you don't yep. know what's right either. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you know when they have the end credit sequence where they have like you know all the main characters in the movie and they show their the actors' names and they have a you know like a picture of them and so on. Uh, when they have the 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 end credit sequence, they had um this gentleman in the end credit sequence, and from what I remember, I'm pretty sure he's only in one scene. So that was Michael Stolberg. Do you remember him? He, he plays- I see a, the other doctor. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why he was credited as one of the main characters in this movie, but okay, he's there. Uh, Rachel McAdams returns as Christine in this movie. Uh, Danny Elfman is the score. So he does the uh, music for this one. It's different to, I think it was Michael Giacchino for the first one. Uh, and he composed the Doctor Strange theme as well. Uh, so Danny Elfwin was was fine because obviously he's a frequent collaborator with Sam Raimi, so that's why we saw him in this one. Uh, so I thought the score was good, but we did miss the Doctor Strange theme. I don't. Did you do you remember hearing it in this movie? Because I don't. Cause it is. It is in there at some points. Yeah, it's in I that first so. battle sequence when he. Uh, oh yeah, when he like suits up. Yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, I thought they would use it more. But anyway, uh, it, the music was fine for what it was. Budget was two. Uh, budget was two hundred million. Uh, and box office wise, I think it's expected to do pretty well opening weekend. It's going to be the biggest opening weekend so far this year. So, uh, but in terms of how it does in the long run, we'll have to see. All right, Doctor Strange, the character. So, when do you think he first appeared in comics? Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know this one. Um, lots of good characters appeared at like the 60s, so yeah, probably somewhere around then. So he's an older character. In fact, he is basically about as old as Spider-Man in terms of in the comics, and he's also created by the same uh, comic artist as Spider-Man, so Steve Ditko. He first debuted in 1963, in July of 1963, in a comic called Strange Tales. Uh, his team affiliation, so we already know that he's been a part of the Avengers, uh, he's been a part of the Defenders, he's been a part of the Illuminati. I'll leave that there. Uh, he's, uh, and there's other teams that he's been part of, so Midnight Suns, New Avengers, The Order. What's The Order? Uh, no idea. <laughs> and what's what, what are the Midnight Suns? The Midnight Suns are like a... They're just another group of superheroes. It's got Moon Knight in it, actually. Oh, yeah. It sounds like yeah. a group that he should be part of since it's Midnight, you know. Moon Knight, yeah. 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 It's got like Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, those oh, yeah. kind of guys. Yeah. So are they just guys that creep about during the night? Pretty much. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his partnerships are obviously Wong, uh, which we've already seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ancient One which we've also seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the other one that he's had, had a notable partnership with is Clea, uh, who we don't know yet. But maybe we will know soon. So we'll – I don't know. I, I don't know. I actually don't know who Clea is. Do you know who Clea is? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into that later. Um, abilities. So he's a master of magic. He utilizes mystical artifacts such as the Cloak of Levitation and the Eye of Agamotto, genius-level intellect, skilled martial artist, and gifted physician and surgeon. And I think we've seen all of those in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I guess it's pretty comic book accurate in terms of uh, how they've depicted him in the movies. No comment on that. No, no comment. <laughs> Did you want to comment on that? I, I was, just wait, I was I just waiting for you to say that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think 
there was uh, a comment necessary. I, I guess he's comic book accurate. Yeah, cool. By the way, this is going to be a completely unedited episode because, um, like us, like we said, I'm currently in New York, um, and we're recording this on a remote platform. So I'm literally just going to stop recording and then upload this. We'll put so it straight gonna, out. Put it straight out. So fully unedited. Uh, yep. So you're gonna you're gonna hear all the mistakes that we make in our usual episodes. All the pauses, <laughs> all the awkward pauses. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, okay. Let's get into our thoughts on the movie. So uh, before we, actually before we get into that, so obviously I did watch it uh, in New York. Uh, we could talk about both of our experiences actually because this is a it's a bit of an event movie. There's some stuff. There's a lot of stuff happening in this. So firstly, I watched it in um, in a theater in Lincoln Square, which is not too far from Central Park. Uh, there was a guy dressed up as Doctor Strange that <laughs> attended the screening. I think I posted it on Instagram in the stories. Uh, and this the audience was pretty receptive. Like, obviously, you know in Australia when you watch a Marvel movie and it's got better over the years, but, like, people do leave before the end credits. Like yeah, some, they some did people- in my theater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here, literally no one left. Like it was like ninety five. The it was a hundred percent full theater. Uh, and by the end of the credits, but like after all the credits had finished, there was still like I would say ninety ninety five to ninety eight percent people still there. So everyone was still sitting down. Uh, so obviously they were big Marvel fans. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of clapping and cheering. Like not Infinity War level. Um, not excessive yeah but there was some excitement in the cinema uh and yeah like it, it was a good good experience it was it was good to to watch it in uh, with a crowd that's so i think basically all of them were like comic book fans so it was it was good um but also i think the reaction maybe just because of the movie um it was not as crazy as it could have been. <laughs> Let me just say that. Like, if it was like, if I watched watched it with this crowd for Infinity War, I think it would have been next level. Mm. Um, I think this movie is not quite that level in terms Did of like, reach, yeah. If we could, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that leads into the the review, I guess, a little bit yeah. in terms of the movie is. I liked it and I thought it was good, but it isn't it isn't an Infinity War or it isn't End a game. No Way Home or anything like that. Yeah. It's I would say it's more you you kinda gotta go into it thinking it's more in the lines of the first Doctor Strange in terms of what to expect. And it has a little bit more in it than the first Doctor Strange, but it certainly isn't a a tentpole kind of Marvel movie that we have expected in the past. Yeah, I think it's it. You you do have to temper your expectations. I don't think they ever set it up to be like a No Way Home or a or an Infinity War. I think the fans kind of like speculated and they started like thinking that it was going to be, but I don't think it was ever meant to be. I think it is a step up from the previous Doctor Strange movie. Uh, in terms of stakes and and so on, um, but yeah, it, it's not it's not like the event movie. And don't expect like 
cameos galore. I think people are like thinking like all kinds of characters are going to turn up in this. It's there are some great surprises. Um, so we're not going to spoil that. There are some great surprises, and you, you're going to have fun with that stuff. But it's not like crazy cameos everywhere. It's it's, um, and I think the the title also leads you into like a sense of like it's going to be some crazy, you know, multiverse. Like they're going to go into mm. thousands of I different think, universes or something. But yeah, it's not really that. I think um, people expected a kind of into the Spider-Verse situation as well where there's many different universes colliding, uh, but it even isn't on the level of into the Spider-Verse either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're kind of talking about our mixed feelings on this, but I do. we can quickly talk some positives. So I thought all the performances were good. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is... Yeah, I mean, he's always good as Doctor Strange. I don't. I again, I don't think this is surprisingly. I don't think this is the best Doctor Strange that we've seen. Like, he's good in the movie, um, but I still think he was better in Infinity War um, for what he was in in Infinity War in terms of what you see from his abilities and stuff. Like, I think that was just such a big step up from what we saw in his origin movie that it was like, wow, this guy's amazing. This one, he does some cool stuff, but it's not like it wasn't really as maybe it was on par with Infinity War in terms of some of the stuff he does, but it wasn't any level above that. Uh, but he was good. He was good for what he was in, and the the plot was plot does revolve. I mean, being the main character, it does revolve around him, but he's not like he doesn't move the plot forward that much. Like the, the stuff that happens around him, and he kind of has to react to stuff that that's happening. Um, Wanda, on the other hand, though, uh, is very important to the plot, and I thought Elizabeth Olsen was was really good. Another sort of mixed thing I have with this: not everyone would have watched WandaVision. Uh, mm. This is it leans really hard into WandaVision. Like, if you hadn't seen it, I think you would be a bit confused in this movie. Yeah, you would. But also, where she finishes off in WandaVision. And where she starts off in this movie does have a little bit of a disconnect as well. Definitely. I think that's another yeah. – uh, I would say it is a negative. I think where they take her character in this is not that consistent with where WandaVision ended. Or even if yeah. you missed WandaVision and you just watched Endgame, it's, that's like a massive disconnect. Like you're like, what, mm. what, what just happened? But um, she does really well in her role, definitely. And I would say she's probably the highlight of the film, but there is a bit of a disconnect if you're looking at previous movies and comparing it. Yes, yes. So something definitely has happened in between, um, and we can get into that in spoilers. Uh, America Chavez was was good. Um, I, I thought think, she was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. I think there there was a bit too much happening in this movie because they did introduce this new character. Um, but they don't really, I mean, you get a bit of backstory, get a bit of development, but they don't really like, I feel like you could have spent a bit more time with her. Mm. And I think the film suffers a little bit from its short runtime as well. It's quite a short movie, clocking in about two hours. Um, so like the pacing is very fast and a lot, lots of stuff happens very quickly, essentially. 
So I think it could have been a bit longer. Even the first Doctor Strange at that point in time, I think, oh, it might still be the shortest MCU movie. Um, yeah, I think this could have benefited from a little bit more uh, of a runtime. Uh, and I thought the the horror themes in this movie. So at one point in time, it does become like a fully Sam Raimi movie. Mm. Like there's 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 parts where you're like, this is definitely directed by Sam Raimi, and it it's mm. in the second half. And I thought that that was really good. They obviously used the strengths of the director really well in those scenes, and it does become, uh, yeah, definitely more of a horror type movie at one point in time. And then also, it is. I think they definitely pushed the PG thirteen as far as they could for this movie because it very does solid. Have, yeah, yeah, it does have. Uh, it's not like in your face gore, but there is gore in the movie. Mm. Uh, which you probably don't want to take your younger kids to this one. Yeah, I think yeah, it's not for the the younger ones. Uh, but I thought that was a positive. I thought they did a good job with um, uh, with using Sam Raimi's strengths, but also they didn't use him. It's not an out and out Sam Raimi movie. There are elements of it that are Sam Raimi. But there are definitely elements of it that are like Marvel, <laughs> like just the factory template Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a – I don't think it's completely Sam Raimi's vision because he did join the project after it was conceived, so it's not really his. I think there are elements of Scott Derrickson's vision in there as well. He's, he's still an executive producer on this. Uh, so it's kind of a mishmash of a lot of stuff, and I think they also had to react – because there was a shift in schedules, so No Way Home came out before this. I think it was initially meant to come out after this, uh, because but because this was delayed due to COVID, they had to react to what happened in No Way Home as well. Because I think initially this was just meant to follow on from what happened in Endgame, uh, but Doctor Strange happened to be in No Way Home as well and he did stuff in No Way Home, so they kind of had to put that in. And you can tell that there are some stuff that didn't quite, match together in this movie. But I think we're making it sound like we didn't like for me anyway, I still really enjoyed it. I still mm. thought it was it was pretty good, but I was a little maybe because my expectations were quite high as well. I was a little underwhelmed by the end of it. Yeah, I think it's one of the movies that suffers from uh high anticipation and I guess if you go into this not expecting anything, then you'll probably come out quite pleased. But uh, going in expecting a lot, you've uh, yeah, it's about to unfortunately disappoint. Yes, uh, this was uh, I had remembered before No Way Home. Um, I was a little bit apprehensive uh, apprehensive about that movie because people were talking about oh, this person's going to be in that movie, this person, and it turned out that all of them were actually in the movie. So like Daredevil, um, and obviously the other two Spider Men were. Uh, in the movie, spoilers for No Way Home if you still haven't seen it. Um, but that paid off. Like the payoff for that movie was much better than the payoff we got, the payoffs that we got in this movie. Mm. Like there were cameos, but I would say they were not really meaningful. Yeah, underwhelming as- for the most part. And yeah. some of them ruined in the trailer as well. Um, there was one really excellent one that unfortunately got ruined for me prior to going into seeing it um, uh-huh. and YouTube. i think if 
yeah, on YouTube. Uh, but if I, I think if the, if I was went in without knowing that one, then I would have been pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was very excited for one of them. Uh, I'll talk. We can talk about that in spoilers. I don't usually get that excited in movies. And my wife was like, "What's what's happened to this guy? Has he just gone crazy all of a sudden?" Because <laughs> I uh, started clapping and uh, did a bit of a cheer at one point. But um, yeah, uh, that, it was good at uh, at one point. But then they were the the way they used the cameos wasn't really that impactful in the end. Anyway, uh, we can get into that in spoilers. Uh, but don't expect just. If you haven't seen it yet, do, do temp your expectations, and I think you'll enjoy it much more. Um, anything else non-spoiler? No, I think yeah, I think that was kind of non-spoiler. It's definitely a good movie. I would say it's probably like mid-pack MCU. Nothing special, nothing that I would try and revisit straight away. But uh, I definitely still enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. So in but terms saying of that in phase four movies so far, so we've had Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, Spider Man No Way Home, and then this. Hmm. So where does it rank in terms of those? Probably sits in a similar spot to like a Black Widow, I would say, around there. Uh, better than Eternals, not as good as Shang Chi or No Way Home. Yeah. yeah, I think I agree with you. I actually did watch Eternals. On the flight here, uh, and it actually was all right. <laughs> I, I didn't hate Eternals yeah. either. I think Eternals is an okay movie, but yeah. I think this is better than Eternals. Yeah, yeah. Like on the second viewing, I, I actually thought Eternals was uh, maybe because again my expectations—I'd seen it already and I, I didn't enjoy it as much the first time. But I thought Eternals was um, okay. Uh, this is probably still better than it, uh, but yeah, it's probably on the same. About the same level as uh, as probably Black Widow, like you said. It's not as good as Shang-Chi or definitely not as good as No Way Home. All right. Uh, I think we can jump into spoilers. So, obviously, if you haven't yeah. seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, go watch it. We still recommend it. It's still a cognitive recalibration. Um, so, go watch it. still probably going to have some ramifications going into the future of the MCU as well. So... I guess if you're invested in the MCU, that you're probably going to watch this anyway. You're not. You're not going to listen to our review. You, yeah, you're definitely going to watch it. it. Yeah. Uh, one thing before we jump into spoilers, one thing I will say is the way I feel like the stakes were a bit low in this one. Like it, they, they should have been higher than what they were. I think the way they set up the multiverse and the way stuff happens, it didn't feel like it was like universe redefining as it should have been like this should have been like universe redefining like this should have been branching off into like multiple things for the mcu i think it still does but it didn't feel as impactful it didn't feel like wow this is gonna change everything forever Uh, it was more like i felt like loki was more impactful than this the loki tv show Uh, this was kind of like yeah well it stuff happens but it wasn't wasn't as crazy as what it, it could have been. Um, all right. Well, anyway, with, with on that note, we'll jump into spoilers. So go watch the movie and come back to this point to listen to our spoilers. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right. So, uh, question number one. So, America Chavez... Yeah. Uh, she uh, so the start of this movie starts with with her and an alternate Doctor Strange. Um, so it literally starts with an action sequence, uh, and it starts with I'm pretty sure it was Spanish. So I was like, "Whoa! Did I accidentally like walk into a theater that has a Spanish screening or something?" Uh, but then, it, yeah, I mean, only the first two dialogues are in Spanish. Um, so they don't really explain how she got her powers where she's from i think at one point in time they do say that she doesn't coexist in different multiverses or different universes so she is a singular entity that can go in between universes is that right yeah yep yeah so she there's only one of her mm. there's no it's there's not multiple versions of her um do you have any background on like what where she's from, like where she got her powers, because her powers are pretty powerful and unique. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they go through it a little bit in the movie. She's technically bored with them. Um, yeah. But they don't they don't delve deeply into it. But, yeah, she she's from that weird, weird uh, alternate planet, I guess, where she has her two mums. Yeah. And she gets um, scared of a bee and... Yeah. And, and then... Yeah. <laughs> I I know a great deal about the character, but yeah, I I don't know if there's any further backstory really needed. I was I was pretty happy with that. Like she was bored with the powers, she has a power to jump through 
multiverses and yeah like yeah that's pretty much all the information you need i guess yeah well she plays a pretty pivotal role like she's the the main plot device like if she wasn't in the movie it wouldn't make sense essentially mm. so but yeah i feel like she's there but she doesn't also do much at the same time until like the very end uh even though she has you know pretty powerful abilities uh, and then we jump into present our universe. So what's our universe? Six. 616, which is six the same that they use in the in the comics. Yeah. And then they do end up going to some other universes in this, but um, one of the main ones is 838. Yeah, yeah so that was yeah. one of the disappointing aspects for me was I thought they would jump through various universes, but they only visit two in the end, which is they visit yeah, so this they, one, which is the – this is the one with the Illuminati. Is that 813? 838, I think. 838, or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can double-check that, but yeah. Uh, um, so this one's – I guess this one's a cameo, the cameo one. <laughs> yeah. It's the, Yeah, it's the cameo. It's the cameo universe. Um, yeah, they, they – you're right. They only do – visit two universes so it's is it really the multiverse of madness i guess um they and the other universe they visit is the one with like the evil doctor strange Mm, the other Uh, universe only has one person in it so (laughs) it's uh it's a little bit underwhelming yeah Um, and that one before we jump into eight eight three eight so it is eight three eight um so the evil doctor strange universe um is that the Doctor Strange from What If, or that's another Doctor Strange? I think it's another one. They haven't completely confirmed or denied it, I don't think, but uh, I don't think it's the same one. I think it's a different yeah. Doctor Strange. I think it is also different because um, – one second. You're going to get this unedited as well, uh, something caught in my throat. But, um, yeah, I think it is a different different one because the one in, Doc- in um, What If – isn't he like stuck in that bubble or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he, in the end, he's quite remorseful in the what if one. So I don't yes. think he's fully evil. Yeah. Um, so this one, this Doctor Strange, he obviously um, does dark magic because he's got the dark hold. Um, yes. Yeah. And he's got the third eye or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I- if one of your questions, what's with the third eye? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's does he have the third, third? Does he have the third eye in What If? I can't remember. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So it must yeah. be some something like when you become evil, you get a third eye. I don't think it's when you're evil. I think it's when you get a certain amount of power or something. It opens yeah. up another eye. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Fair enough. Um, so, because okay. skipping to the end, the yeah. our Doctor Strange gets a third eye as well. Yeah, because at one point in time, he. The other thing with this this movie, I guess Doctor Strange, it feels a bit like, maybe it was meant to, but he feels very desperate, and he feels like he doesn't have any options. Like he's he's kind of like following what uh, America Chavez tells him. Like he needs to get this other book this uh, sorcerer's book or whatever, and then yeah. he, he does 
get it, but then it like almost immediately gets destroyed by Wanda. Um, I guess what we haven't discussed yet is Wanda is the primary villain in this movie, and it's, yes. she doesn't take a turn. She's the villain from the very start, pretty much in the first scene she gets introduced. She's the, the villain. villain. So yeah. that I didn't expect. I don't know if this was, like for me anyway, I didn't actually think she was going to be the villain in this movie. I thought there was another villain, and she was just going to be helping them. Um, or like she turns, but she wasn't going to be a villain from the beginning. But literally, she's introduced, and then she's the villain. Uh, yeah, and she's, she's not just uh, like she's not like a. I think she's meant to sort of be a sympathetic villain, but not really. Like she's almost just pretty much bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she kills bad. a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, from the very beginning, and like, yeah. um, yeah, like they they spend a lot of time like talking about you know how she wants her kids back, and like the her her whole motivation is that she wants to get America Chavez. Uh, Chavez's powers so that she can skip multiverses, like universes, and then go um, live in a universe where she has kids. Um, that's her motivation. And I feel like in WandaVision, she kind of does come to terms with that. Like, she's not completely over it, but, you know, at the end, the end credit scene in WandaVision, you do, you do see her playing around with the dark old so i guess she could have become what she is in this movie but i feel like it was too much of a jump i think they could yeah. have spent a bit more time actually developing that and um getting to her becoming what she is in this yeah uh but yeah it's just she's just bad from, from i the agree with that as well yeah <laughs> and i like dr strange doesn't have that many dealings with wanda I thought it might be a bit more impactful to try and, I don't know, bring someone that she has a bit more of a connection with into the movie, like, I don't know, like Hawkeye, Hawkeye or someone like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, when does she actually yeah. talk to Doctor Strange? I actually don't recall I think any this time. is the first time they talk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and even in Infinity War, they're not in the same place. Like, he's on Titan and she's on Earth. So yeah. they don't even talk to each other then. So I don't think they ever actually talk to each other. Maybe at Tony's funeral or something. Uh, that might have been when they, like, and obviously in the endgame fight, like, they would have met then. But I don't think they've actually had that much interaction. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't I really thought make she much was, sense. Yeah, I thought she was very good in her role and very menacing. But, like, the disconnect felt... it. I didn't like the disconnect between her and the previous movies and what she became. That did seem like it was a smooth arc. Yes, yeah. And then saying that at the end when she turns, she she turns back to the good side at the end, mm. and her turn felt very sudden when that she felt, does turn. Yeah, because they leaned so far into her being a villain, like she was doing like irredeemable stuff throughout the movie, right? Uh, and then suddenly she just switches back. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't really make sense either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I felt that her arc was rushed. And that, um, that arc is, like, integral to the movie. Like, that arc has to work for the movie to work because mm. she's the main antagonist in the movie. And if she's not right, the movie's just not going to feel right. And I think that's why we're just mixed on this. Like, there are elements of this movie that are great, but there are elements that are just – just yeah messy i guess yeah uh and this is but one let's, of them 
yeah, let's get yeah. to the best part and the the probably the the best part of the movie is uh when she kills the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they set her up as like she's super powerful. Like uh, Doctor Strange has Very no OP. answers as- essentially, which is another thing I didn't like. I felt like Doctor Strange should have been maybe not on an even footing, uh, but he should have been able to compete with her a bit more. He, he basically just gives up. He's like, I can't compete with her at one point. He's like, I can't do anything to her, um, which I felt like he should have been able to do something because uh, he's still pretty powerful. Like he, the way he fights Thanos in that um, sequence in on Titan, he's pretty powerful. <laughs> uh, so I, I think he could have given her a better fight. But anyway, she is super OP in this. Um, the reason I... I did like the cameos, so we can talk about the cameos. So obviously they introduced the Illuminati uh, on Earth eight three eight. Also, uh, so- I, in in my screening when they when the when Baron Mordo says we're the Illuminati, every yeah. like fifty percent of the theater laughed, like oh, they yeah. thought it was like a comedic thing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm guessing they thought it was not- like. So where where did you watch it? I watched it at Monash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this was uh, my screen was different. My screen yeah. was very different, and you know this is in like a comic educated audience. When even before the Illuminati thing came up, um, Christine says something about Baxter Foundation. Yeah, yeah, and then people cheered. That, there was like it wasn't like a Burma. massive cheer, but there was like. Yeah, like there was some people like mm. getting excited. You know that they know their stuff then because yeah. uh, Baxter Foundation yeah, is obviously Fantastic Four related. I think in like, my theatre they pr- they probably thought the Illuminati was like going to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce and, <laughs> you know, like big yeah, world leaders and like lizards th- and stuff. actually lizards, yeah. 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 Uh, no, this was um, – and then obviously when he said Illum- – like that was when the full reveal was happening, Illuminati, yeah. and like everyone's like, yeah. But for um, the people that don't know, the Illuminati are a, an organisation in the Marvel comics, so it's not the uh, – It's not the lizards disguised no. as humans. No, not that one, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, yeah, when it, when they do the reveals, uh, it, was, it was good. So um, the first one they show is Black Bolt. I can't um, believe they brought back the guy from the Inhumans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, I was like, because I've I've seen some episodes from that show, yeah. um, so I couldn't remember exactly how that guy looks like. But I was like, he looks maybe they got an actor that looks similar to him, uh, but it was the same actor, um, which is yeah. I mean, which makes sense. He he was actually. I think that was a bigger surprise for me than um, John the Krasinski. Well, yeah. Maybe because that was ruined for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then after that, they had Captain Marvel, but not Brie Larson Captain Marvel, but. Um, it's Monica uh, Rambo or is it Melissa Rambo? Maria Rambo. Maria. Yeah. I always get who's, those mixed up. Who's the, the mother of. Uh, Monica, Monica Rambo. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah, she was Captain Marvel in this particular universe. And then uh, obviously. John Krasinski, which was the – that's the part where I kind of lost it a bit um, because for months I was like – and they were denying it as well. Like, they were, obviously, they this is just a trick that Marvel does now, but I actually believe that John Krasinski – like, I wanted John, John Krasinski, 
but I I didn't ever think that he would actually become, uh, uh, what's his name, Mister Fantastic, uh, Reed Richards. Yeah, I, I like it was it was essentially just fan casting, right? Like I never thought that he would actually be in it, but yeah, it was him, uh, which was great. It was good to see him, and um, uh, and then. They also Professor, had Hayley Atwell as Captain Carter. As Captain Carter, yeah, which yeah. I kind of expected that one because I think you do see glimpses. I think you see it her. in the trailer somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of expected that one. And um, Professor X, I kind of expected. He you do was in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that one, uh, the crowd lost it for Pr- Professor X as well because you see him on his like yellow. Yeah, comic uh, accurate whatever. yellow scooter thing. Yeah. Uh, so that that whole scene, people losing it. But the the point where I, I don't usually lose it. But the point where I lost it was actually John Krasinski. I don't know why. Mm. I was just, I was just happy to see him. Um, so it was that was good. probably the biggest reveal of the movie was John Krasinski, and yeah. another huge reveal which people might have missed. But John Krasinski says his name, and he says he's uh, part of the Fantastic Four, and then. It's like a throwaway dialogue that Doctor Strange says, and he says, "I thought you guys died in the '60s." So, in uh, our universe, the Fantastic Four died in the '60s. So, I think that the Fantastic Four movie is probably going to be set somewhat in the '60s. Ah, that's that's very interesting. I actually missed that because I, maybe I was the crowd was kind of. Uh, Loud. <laughs> losing it a bit at that stage, like, not loud, but I think there was a bit, a bit happening, and I missed some of the dialogue because there are some quips in between, right? Like he's like with Black Bolt, he's like, "Oh, does his breath smell or something?" Right? He's like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, th- there's some jokes in between, uh, but I missed some of those. Uh, that is interesting. So maybe they're like, I don't, I don't think they're dead. I think they're just like. Somewhere. I think they're lost in space. So yeah. I think it'll be half set in the 60s and half in the... Uh, and they come back. Yeah. yeah. And he also does say when Wanda confronts him that he does have a wife. And he has uh, kids as well. And he has so, kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now I think it's almost certainly set up for Emily Blunt to be... to be. But uh, they could very easily cast someone else as well. Yeah, but I don't think yeah. I don't think they can show John Krasinski in this movie and not have John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic in the actual Fantastic Four movie. Possibly, I just don't I, think. Yeah, I, I don't think they can do that now because it's he's like the fan favorite, right? Mm. Uh, so once they like tease him, I don't think you can you can not do that. <laughs> uh, but Emily Blunt, we'll see. Uh, it maybe might not be her, but it'd be it'd be nice if if it is. Um, cool. But anyway, so she kills all of them. Yeah, so this was the part. I felt like they could have done a little bit more with these cameos. Like, she can still kill them, but she literally just kills them straight away. Like, mm. they don't even do anything. <laughs> Black like, Bolt and Mr. Fantastic <laughs> die pretty much immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Captain Carter and Captain Marvel they, put up a little bit of a fight. A little bit of a fight. I think Captain yeah. Marvel, uh, realistically, yeah, she'll probably kill... Uh, Mr. Fantastic, Black Bolt. I mean, Black Bolt was a bit of a cop out. Yeah, like, Black Bolt could have killed her if he talked sooner. Yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bit of a cop out. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. Okay, fair enough. Um, Captain Carter. I think she probably punched above her weight. To be honest, I think she was definitely outmatched. Uh, 
but Captain Marvel, uh, I think technically she can go toe to toe with her, mm. and she does maybe a bit, on this then, universe she can't. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a anyway, brutal she, death though. Definitely, uh, Captain Carter was pretty brutal. Uh, Black Bolt was pretty brutal. Uh, it's a Fantastic's pretty brutal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Carter is probably the most brutal. She gets chopped in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And By also, uh, yeah, and then Captain Marvel gets a massive statue, <laughs> like dropped on it. Yeah, dropped on it. Yeah. And then uh, Mister, sorry, not Charles and uh, Charles and Scarlet, which have like a mind battle, and she bit of kills a mind battle. Well. Yeah. I think technically Charles should be able to fight her as well. Uh, I think in they're both mind. mutants, uh, yeah. but I think she's actually more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. even in the comic, I, she's more powerful. I think so, yeah. yeah. I just think they made her way too powerful in this. She's like, very OP, yeah. It was it was just like no one can fight her, essentially, uh, which, yeah. And then there were elements after that sequence where – they definitely need to Sam Raimi horror. So uh, there's a sequence where she's like chasing them. And um, she's, yeah, she's like, I think she's like got a broken leg or something. So she's like limping. And it's definitely like a, a bit of a, definitely a horror sequence where she looks a bit crazy as well. And she's like breaking through walls and stuff, uh, which was very effective. I like that. I think if you just, there'll be, when they start releasing clips for this, like, three months down the line. Um, I think certain clips will be really good in isolation, so that that would be one of them. The cameo one would be one of them. But, like, when you combine combine it together and, like, watch it in the movie, I mm. feel like there is definitely disconnects. Like, it doesn't feel as coherent as it, as it should As it be. could have been. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's probably its biggest downfall. And also, I think this movie is not for everyone because um, there was – Many people that were in my theater that were probably laughing at moments that were probably meant to be a bit more serious. Like, there's a part where Doctor Strange, like, gets like he takes over like a dead body in another yes. universe, and I think it was meant to be serious, but people found it a bit funny how it was kind of filmed, I guess. And I would say it's the Sam Raiminess of it. It's like, it's very much a if you imagine like 2000 Spider-Man, it's kind of like that kind of feel to some of it. Yeah. Like the close-up shots like, of the face. and yeah, I think there's, there's the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies are like much more muted than this. This is like yeah. next level. Uh, this was more Evil Dead than, than Spider-Man for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely not fair. About, like even my wife was like, yeah, this is a bit like mm. uh, gory. And One and, of the uh, people I went to the screening with said, Fantastic Beast was better than this, which I thoroughly disagree with. But yeah, yeah, I want to know who that person is, but uh, I also disagree with that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um, yeah, well, Fantastic Beast episodes up for those of you of you who are interested, but we were not impressed. Um, when I was editing that, I just realized how like bored we were like we just we just didn't even want to talk about that movie yeah. <laughs> uh so now this is much better than that uh despite all its downfalls i think it's at least it's interesting <laughs> at yeah. least it's interesting uh despite all of the you know this this mixed stuff about it but it still keeps you entertained 
I think it's I think it's better than most Marvel movies in terms of they went for a big swing as well. It's not it's not a safe movie. They did go for it. Um, yeah, I just don't think it all lands, unfortunately. But I, I like that they took a chance with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and going back to the cameos, like like I said, it, it was definitely short lived. Uh, we could have seen a bit more from them. Uh, there weren't any more cameos, so people were expecting like I don't know Hugh Jackman or like Deadpool or whatever else people were expecting. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not in there. And so, I think that's a bit of a crushing defeat for all the people that were expecting the huge cameos. And I don't think it needed the huge cameos. And that's not that's not yeah. the movie's or, fault. Or Tom Cruise's Iron Man. That's I thought that would have been really cool if that happened. But um, yeah, I think expectations is a big thing that kind of ruined this a bit as well. Not ruined it, but it made it a touch disappointing. It's like, oh, that yeah. was it. They only visited one universe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, and. The reason I feel like this is mixed is also because, as we've already established, the crowd I was watching it with was were pretty comic educated. I'm pretty sure because they were all, you know, all the all the beats that they wanted to the comic book fans to get, they got. At the end of the movie, it was like it wasn't an excited uh, crowd leaving the theater. Like it was a bit like, okay. Like it was, uh, it, it was muted. Yeah, yeah, it was muted. It wasn't like people weren't talking to each other. They weren't like discussing heaps of stuff. It was just people just left. Uh, mm. So I think the impact that they wanted the movie to have, they they just didn't have. Uh, even I was like, yeah, it was it was fine. Like there was some things I wanted to discuss, but not not a lot. Like there were some things I was a bit confused about, um, which we'll get into in a second. So yeah. But still, I had a good time. Like, it's still worth a watch, definitely. Uh, but it isn't universe-breaking as it could have been because they kind of – the way it ends. So Wanda um, comes to terms, I guess. She's like, oh, what I'm doing is wrong um, after she sees what happens when she meets her kids in another universe. And then she's like, yeah, what I'm doing is wrong. And she destroys a dark hold in every universe. Which is also like, okay, um, you're kind of undoing, you know, this can't happen ever again. So you, you're destroying it in every universe, okay? Um, and then does she die? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they're going to kill her, right? Well, it's kind of like that uh, that comic book thing. If you don't see the dead body, no one's really dead. So yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, like they say she's dead, but. They could easily bring her back if they needed to. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Oh, what we didn't talk about was there is a sequence where they do jump through multiple universes very briefly. It's kind of like that sequence in Doctor Strange where, in the first Doctor Strange, where he's going through um, the different dimensions and you see, like, you know, he's, like, growing fingers on fingers and all that stuff, like that trippy sequence. It's it's yeah. a bit like that. Um, and they're like going to a sequence where they're like all paint. They're going to a sequence where they're like animated. Um, they're going to another one where they're like blocks, um, which was pretty cool, but it was like a minute of the movie. So it, I yeah. think they could have explored some of those a bit more. Like to compare it to another multiverse movie we recently saw, 
um, everything everywhere all at once that had so many weird and wonderful shit in it. So this yeah. one is very, doesn't explore the multiverse as much as that movie did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was literally just in that sequence, which was cool, but they don't really follow it any more than that. Um, America Chavez's character. So towards the end, she does realize that she has powers. I mean, like she knows, she knows she has powers, but she realized she can sort of control her powers. Um, which, yeah, I felt like that that moment should have been like much more. Like it didn't feel earned as much as it should have been, because uh, they set it up as like this inspirational speech where like Doctor Strange is like, "You've been sent. You every universe you sent us to is a universe that we should have gone to." So obviously there was some method behind her be, behind her madness, but it yeah. felt like it started to similar to what happens with Wanda. So, all like, they have good arcs in these movies, but when they happen, it doesn't feel well-earned, unfortunately. Yeah. I think the only earned arc in this movie was actually the arc of Doctor Strange because they keep going back to him how, uh, like, different people ask him whether he's happy or not. And uh, he keeps saying that he is, but he probably really isn't. And I think it's with it's about him coming to terms with, I guess his own life and and what he's committed to. So I think that yeah. was more earned than the other ones. Even that could have been better, but I think that was that was done reasonably well compared to the other ones. Uh but he also has a third eye now, so I don't know how he's feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, so anything else on in the main movie that you wanted to discuss? No, I think, like, it's a pretty short movie, so, like, there's not much that happens, to be honest. That What yeah. what we discuss actually, is pretty much all, all of it. Yeah, I actually didn't realise that it was that short until you told me, because I thought it was longer. Uh, like, just because of the amount of content that's in it, I thought, oh, this should be, like, two and a half hours. Um, yeah. And I didn't actually check my watch at any time in the movie, so I wasn't monitoring how long it was going for, but, yeah... Um, the actual official runtime is only just over two hours. Yeah, uh, and that's including credits and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is quite short. I think it could have been helped if it was. Um, yeah, like there's a lot happening, right? Like there's stuff with Wanda, which they definitely could have elaborated on. There's stuff with uh, America Chavez that should have elaborated on, um, and even Doctor Strange's stuff. Um, it felt a bit rushed as well. So. Definitely, uh, they they could have. This is one instance where we would have liked it to be a bit longer than than the actual movie was. Yeah, normally yeah. we're happy with a short movie, but yeah, uh, this one I would have liked to have a bit longer. Yes. Uh, okay, so before we get into the end credit sequences, um, what do you think of the Avatar trailer? Uh, <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was the most quiet the cinema was, uh, and it, like even the other trailers, there were like some reactions. But it's the most quiet trailer I've ever watched. It, like especially for like the first time people are watching this thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was no reaction, and even I was like, "Yes, yeah, it, was- it looked good." But like, like visually, it looked good. Visually, yeah. it looked stunning. But like story wise, I'm not like well, they didn't really give away much of the story, but. 
I Same really thing care. with the first movie. The visuals were great. And, like, everyone loved that movie to begin with. And that's mostly on the visuals. Um, but, yeah, this yeah. one, like, I don't care much about the visuals if the story's not going to be good. So, and I don't yeah. think the story's going to be good. But we'll see. Maybe yeah. it'll surprise me. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just did feel the the first Avatar movie came out in two thousand nine. This is coming out thirteen years later. It didn't feel like it was worth thirteen years of waiting for that movie. Mm. Um, like, yeah, I mean, visually it looks great, but it doesn't look like so f- much better than other movies that have come out in the last thirteen years. Yeah. So, but anyway, it could be it could be amazing. So we'll we'll reserve our judgment until we actually watch that movie. Um, another thing in so in AMC theaters here, uh, Nicole Kidman does this thing. Um, she does this like little promotion thing about returning to the cinema. Um, and for some reason, people cheered for that. I don't know why. They're just fans of Nicole Kidman. Fair enough. She's Australian. Yeah, yeah it was good to hear an Australian accent. Actually. Um, one thing I'll say about traveling at the moment, there's not many travelers. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the places we're going to is they're pretty quiet. Empty. Um, yeah. Yeah. So people can tell straight away that we're not from here, firstly, because of our accent and I guess the way we look as well. So, yeah. Back to the movie. <laughs> so, end credit sequences, there's two. Uh, one of them, one of them joke one, I guess. Yeah, one of them, like Marvel do. I, I don't really like it when they do these joke ones. I, but, yeah, okay. Um, there, there was a joke one at the end yeah. where, oh, we didn't talk about this, but. Um, Bruce Campbell, Sam. Bruce Campbell. Uh, yeah. Sam Raimi's lucky charm, I guess. He's in, his, yes. he's in every one of his movies. Yes. Um, yeah. He's, he got he got cheers as well in our theatre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he, um, yeah, he has a cameo. Um, Doctor Strange casts a spell on him to slap himself continuously for three weeks or something. Mm. Uh, and by the end of the movie, it stops, and then he just says it's over, and then the movie's over. Um, which was, um, which was okay. As far as like the joke ones go, it's probably not the best one, but it was okay. It's I think okay. the best ones, the best ones, probably the Captain America one. Still, whereas like he talks about the patients and like oh it's yeah, in that's in the Spider Man one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Man Homecoming. I thought that one was yeah. actually clever. A lady uh, in my theater absolutely loved it. She was cackling. Okay, <laughs> she was yeah. yeah. She found it hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was, yeah, thought it was funny how hilarious she found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have. Li- I actually would have liked it if there was another serious one because of the stuff that happens in this movie. Um, like maybe a Fantastic Four one or an X Men one or anything else. But okay, it was fine. Uh, the first one I was a bit confused about because um, I don't know this character, but uh, I did mention her name just earlier in the episode, so I looked this up later. But apparently. Charlize Theron. So it was firstly Char- Charlize Theron turns up, uh, and she's playing Clea. Uh, apparently, uh, yeah, so, I didn't even know Charlize Theron was cast, so that was a surprise yeah. for me. Yeah, so that was a surprise. Um, I don't know what her character is, and I also don't know like what's going on because she's like um, 
an incursion, you create an incursion, and then she opens up a portal and they jump into the portal. Um, and he's like, he doesn't even question it. He's just like very willingly just follows her, like this person that he's just met. <laughs> um, so I was, I was a bit confused about that. I, d- I don't know much about the character, but I got a little bit of background, which yeah. might provide a bit of context for you. So she's Domami's niece. Domamu's niece, okay. So and uh, going she, into, she, the, she, they were going to the dark dimension. They're going right? to the dark dimension, yeah. Yeah. So she's the sorcerer supreme of the dark dimension, and she eventually becomes the sorcerer supreme of Earth when Doctor Strange dies in the comics, um, and she's also Doctor Strange's wife. Okay. Okay. Uh, that gives a bit more context. Um, why does she look normal and Domam is like this huge monster? Yeah, it's like a <laughs> paternal, maternal thing. I don't know. <laughs> don't look into that. <laughs> yeah, initially I thought she was that X. You know that X-Men that can open portals with a sword? Yes. Yeah. Cyclock. Psylock. Psylock, yeah. Yeah. Initially I thought it was her, but yeah. no, it's someone else. It's clear. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Charlize Theron, another big actor in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, uh, yeah, that that was – I guess that was fine um, as as far as end credit sequences go. I think overall they're a bit underwhelming. Like what's the best end credit sequence that we've ever had in Marvel movies? Ever? Yeah. That's a – it's a tough, tough one. one. I think that Nick Fury one in the first movie, first Iron Man, still hard to beat, just out of pure shock value. It's a, it's a pretty it's good the one. first time, yeah. Um, I think the um, what were the Avengers ones? The uh, the first Avenger one. One of them's a Shwarma one, and then. It was one of them Thanos? Yeah, I think one of them was Thanos. Yeah, one of them was Thanos. First Avengers movie, and one of them was Thanos. Uh, second Avengers, it's Thanos again. So, yeah, yeah, for the Avengers movies, it's always been Thanos. I'm trying to think if there's any really good ones. Sometimes it's just the anticipation, anticipation of waiting for it more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the uh, Winter Soldier ones were pretty good because uh, one of them was introducing Wanda and Quicksilver. I can't remember the other one, but I remember the other one was pretty good as well in that one. The, oh, yeah, the other one was with Bucky and how Bucky's like getting his memory back. Yeah, actually, a good one is the end of Black Panther uh, when – he goes and gives Bucky the arm. I thought that was a really good one. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, there's been some pretty good ones over the years. Um, this, These were, yeah, they were fine compared to those. I think Marvel's, like, they've set such high standards for themselves just across the board that eventually it is going to get hard to keep, you know, exceeding or even meeting those standards. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Thor Ragnarok also has a good one where Thanos' ship shows up. Oh, yes. Yeah, that yeah. one's good too. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there's been there's been some good ones. Um, yeah, you can if you if you've got a favorite one, let us know. Um, out of out of all the Marvel movies. All right. Um, anything else on this movie? It's it's late for you and early for me. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm you're just- prob- you're tired at the start, and now I'm tired at the end. It's uh, <laughs> unfortunately got a. I would normally be okay, but I have got a bucks party tomorrow that I need to wake up early to go to. So, how early are you going? Uh like nine thirty ish. That is early. Yeah, for a bucks party. Um, okay, and unfortunately, I still need to set some stuff up. So, I've I've left things late. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, well, we'll let you go very quickly. So um, if people want to get in touch with us and tell us about their thoughts on the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, uh, there, was, there was a thing I wanted to say throughout this, this uh, review. Your dad joke. That is, yeah, my dad joke for the, for the episode. So um, can you tell us whether this cast a spell on you or not? So uh, I didn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> just straight up no. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, yeah, how, how do people tell us whether it casts a spell on them? <laughs> um, they can contact us via email at cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com or we are on all other social media platforms at cognitive recalibration. Yeah, so that's uh, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, so you can contact us on any of those. Um, so if you want to support the podcast, you can do so by giving us a review on Spotify or iTunes because that makes us more discoverable on their search engines. So when you search uh, review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, you'll find us as one of the first ones that comes up. Great. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode. So uh, you're going to get this, like I said, you're going to get this fully unedited with all the mistakes and ums and ahs and I think it was a pretty the, smooth transition. Yeah. Yeah. It actually wasn't too bad. Maybe because in our mind we knew that this was going <laughs> straight up. So we'd Yeah. So Yeah, we, we need we, to do every episode like this. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should. Um cool. So next episode we will be reviewing Moon Knight. I'm four episodes in. Uh the season has concluded, right? Yeah, it's yeah. finished now. Um, so I'll be finishing that shortly. Have you finished it? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah. So I'll be shortly finishing that, and then um, we'll see when we record that. Either while I'm still here in the US for another couple of weeks, but we'll uh, see if we do it while I'm here or maybe once I'm back. But you'll get that as the next episode pretty soon. How are you finding it? So, Oh, you've watched it. So how was it? How? Uh I very much enjoyed it. I think it suffers from the same kind of issues that a lot of the other Marvel TV shows suffer from. But overall, I thought it was one of the better ones. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um. So far, I'm, I am enjoying it, and I think it's yeah it's something pretty different from the Marvel universe as well. Um, and it's another like uh, character that's very much should be R rated, right? So I think they've yeah. done well. I think it's got a bit more violence than some of the other shows as well. Yeah, Not as yeah. violent as this movie, though. This movie, definitely the most violent <laughs> Marvel property I've ever seen, other than Deadpool. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. Uh, but then we've got Miss Marvel coming up a bit later, which is probably not going to be very violent because it's like it looks like it's more of a kids oriented show. So we'll we'll see how that goes as well. Another New York, uh, or she I think she lives in New Jersey, but close to New York character. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that one. Yeah. All right, cool. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, hope you're all staying safe, and we'll see you in the next one for Midnight. See you later. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.